The Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City celebrates the best of college basketball. It's more than just a game. Join the action at T-Mobile Center on November 22nd and 23rd as Creighton, Boston College, Colorado State, and Loyola battle in one of the nation's top early season tournaments at the Hall of Fame Classic. T-Mobile Center will be rocking as the Hall of Fame Classic semifinals pits Creighton versus Loyola and Boston College versus Colorado State. Follow by the consolation and championship games the next day. Four big-time programs from four big-time basketball conferences, all competing on the same floor. History, tradition, and high-level action in the heart of Kansas City. This is college basketball's biggest stage. Get your Hall of Fame Classic tickets now at hofclassic.com or at the T-Mobile Center box office. You don't want to miss this. Together. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. My wife and I were driving the other day and a woman cut me off. I wasn't pleased. Switched into our lane, no directional. I was like, nope, not having that. Gave her a little high beam flash, letting her know, hey, not exactly stoked with how you're driving. Then she stopped at a yellow light, which I was going to go through, right? So I was like, all right, I'll just take her on the right. I swerve out. I'm like, you know what? No, time to give a lesson. Stop at the yellow light. And I look over and I go, uh, you got to use a directional when you're changing lanes. Like a substitute teacher. And she looks back and goes, we just driving. We just driving. I don't know if that's a complete sentence, but I liked it. It's very zen, very prophetic, you know what I mean? We just driving. But I didn't want to lead on that I did, you know, and she had like a little dog on her lap, so I go, you got a dog on your lap. And she looks back and sees my wife and she goes, you got a dog in the passenger seat. Yeah, didn't see that coming. I don't think I got anything for these two. And I just grabbed the little lever next to the seat and I was like, if you got something, go for it, because I'm just going to... I'm just going to wait for green and then we're out. You know what I mean? Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yow! What is going on? My name's Hartzell. And this right here, it's your KC Mowon. What's the word, Kansas City? A happy Thursday to the KC Morning Hoes. On the show today, I promised you some music, some tunes on a Thursday, and that's exactly what you were going to get. Mia X Alley, they are some incredible musicians. They've gone viral since 2021, TikTok, YouTube, you name it. They have topped the charts on it, and they will be at the Voodoo Lounge November 10th. Mia X Alley, a matter of moments away. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, it is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Back in your feeds tomorrow, we will see you in the morning. Bye. Oh, I'm making this
sometimes I go. The KC Morning Show. on your KC Morning Show, bringing with them the bagpipes and a violin of the electric variety. We've got Mia, we've got Allie of Mia X Allie playing at the Voodoo Lounge November 10th. They got a new album that's just been released, going viral left and right. My friends, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. Yes, we're so happy to be here. 
So we got bagpipes, we got an electric violin. How would you all describe your sound? Because I'm sure some folks have seen you going viral on TikTok and not just the sound of it all, but like the performance also, it's incredible. What do you tell folks? It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's a very, very unique combination. And you're right, it's two lead instruments. So we initially thought, oh my gosh, how are we going to combine these two very unique sounds that are in the same range? And it actually works really, really well together with the electric violin playing kind of with like a rock guitar tone and the bagpipes with their iconic sound. It meshes really well together and we're playing a lot of rock music and metal. It just sounds really, really awesome. We play a lot of covers. That's what we're touring right now is our Viral Hits album, which is kind of like fan favorite selections and most of our viral videos that we've turned into full versions. And the unique sound of the electric violin and bagpipes on these classic covers is what gives it a little bit of a new life. Mm -hmm. And so that is really special as well. It's your favorite songs kind of rebranded in a way that feels almost like nostalgic and fresh. Mia X Ali, that's our band name. And it's kind of, we're calling it like a super group because myself and Ali are both individually content creators and musicians. And we each have been working on our own solo careers for many years. And then we actually became fans of each other through TikTok, where we both were posting during the pandemic out of boredom and necessity. And so we were fans first. And then we started collaborating together on videos when Ali visited Boston, where I was living at the time. We had several videos go viral, many of which are on our album. And then there was just this magical chemistry between us. So that's how we kind of got our start doing this. And every time we've had a video go viral, we've kind of taken note of that. And we've put those songs into our show, as well as a lot of original music as well. Well, and you mentioned necessity. And I'm thinking back the height of COVID, we called it the Panini on this show. So much of what we went through and what we did was fight or flight, right? Like this show, for example, this was my fight or flight. And I imagine for both of you, not only having that outlet was such a vital part of making it through the craziness of the Panini, but then to see other content creators doing this and then realizing, oh man, maybe we can do a dope thing together. Could you break down that for just a little bit? Yes. Well, we both were out of necessity in the middle of the panini. <laughs> um, all of our gigs had gotten canceled and Mia was still trying to finish her degree at Berkeley. And so not being able to collaborate with other musicians is actually really what hurt the most. Having a space for that, specifically on TikTok, where we had the duet feature, was really, I want to say, almost necessary for my musical health. And so we were duetting videos. That's kind of how we found each other. One of our mutual friends duetted, added all of his Celtic instrumentation to the Wellerman Sea Shanty when that was going absolutely massively viral. strings and then our friend Colin added her strings into his mix and then that's the video that I saw and I duetted that video and then because I was just so hungry for musical relationships I followed everybody in the video and I went and I watched their pages and as soon as I saw Mia's page for me personally I was like <laughs> because she was playing um, an instrument that does exist like in my musical heritage as well in Celtic music and she was playing it in the way that I wanted to see my instrument as well which is just this like bright 
positive beacon of insanity in such a good way. And we were starting to cover very similar music. And then the rest is really just history. I was such a fan. I was so infatuated. And so I started duetting her videos in the hopes that she would just like me. And I love <laughs> her because she's literally the coolest person I've ever met. And so we just became like internet friends and um, I felt very similarly to what Ali just described. Like I think everything she does is so amazing and I'm constantly in awe of her. So it was a really easy friendship and musical relationship. So then Ali had this really cool gig in Boston um, for Barstool Sports with WWE, particularly Ali has. But yeah, we, um, we both bounce around and we'll see the covers cycle around and it's, yeah. it's really fun. And so Allie comes to Boston and like immediately like we clicked and we made like six videos in like an hour because that's the type of people that we are. And yeah, those videos, like we still have them go viral whenever we post them. And then we went on tour together with a good friend of ours, Melinda, and we were guests on her tour. But again, we had this just like chemistry on stage and that was the first time we performed together live. And we realized like, oh my gosh, like there's really something here, like both with the group of people we were performing with and then also between each other. And so that was kind of what planted the seed for us when we decided we wanted to tour together. So I'm watching your videos, right? And for you all to be able to sync up in the way that you do, where you're so in lockstep with each other, but it's uniquely your own, if that makes any sense. And for you to do that through the screen... I don't even know how you do that. And now you're in person doing this together and for it to be so smooth. Why do you think that is? How do you think that is? Well, we have been able to practice. It's a little different, but we've been able to practice performing for years. Every single day we practice our stage presence in a very, very isolated and safe kind of way because we're just on our phones. And I think that that really genuinely helped me mm -hmm. um, and helped us because then when we started duetting our videos, we were trying to figure out how we can match energy as well and be entertaining in a little portrait mode. And I yeah. think that energy really does translate onto the stage because now we have the movement, we have the freedom to roam around. We did face a lot of hurdles specifically on our first tour, not so much from us and our team, but from venues not thinking that we could fill seats because going from the internet and having internet numbers doesn't just immediately translate over to, as Phoebe would say, butts in the chair. <laughs> and so we had a lot of venues not take us on and they didn't believe in us and they didn't write back to us. And so that was genuinely one of the biggest challenges was trying to advocate for ourselves and trying to get people to hear what we had to say and give us a chance. It's an unprecedented thing right now. Like, you know, a lot of people have not seen a social media person, personality, be able to do like a tour like this. We're doing the musician thing, but backwards. But we're not influencers. We're not social media people. We're musicians first. We just happen to have grown a following first. And then we're trying to do the tour instead of the other way around. So what happened is our fans really came through for us and blew us away by selling out our tour, our first one. We were so grateful for that because they did that. And then we were able to use that to find a booking agent and get venues to book us for this tour that we're on right now. The Devil Went Down to Georgia tour. And it's all thanks to our followers who who showed up for us and continue to show up 
for us. We're really grateful for that. Well, let's talk about this tour. Yeah, let's talk about the new record was released last week, day before my birthday, actually. So thank you for that birthday gift. I mean, this ain't a small tour. This is a big ass tour. How's everybody feeling? Well, the album got 500,000 streams in the first minute, so we were a little shocked about that. People have been loving it so far. They've been listening to it. They've been buying it at our shows. It's a really, really special record. It has eight songs on it, most of which are, again, like viral hits that we've covered together, including like Freebird, The Devil Went Down to Georgia, Shipping Up to Boston, of course, and then a couple others that are not viral, but they just feature our instruments and we just happen to love them and wanted to include them. And then the tour has been great. Like we've been playing all those songs every night and the crowd's been loving it. People start screaming specifically for the songs that they know are on the album. And that makes me so happy. Of course, it's a huge undertaking to be covering specifically classics. You really have to do it right or else people are not going to want it. And so we definitely took some risks by taking these on and putting them in such a different light. But People have been so, so, so nice about it, and they have really, really enjoyed it. First of all, we had to change a lot of the songs around to fit our particular instrumentation. Um, And then, you know, we also put our own spin on things because we don't want to just be copying the classics. We want to be kind of adding our own twist to them, like respectfully. We actually changed around The Devil Went Down to Georgia a little bit. In the song, I play Johnny and Ali plays the devil and we treat it kind of like a battle between us. And so that includes when we're like singing the parts. And so we changed the pronouns in the song to be she because we're talking about ourselves. So I'm Johnny, but Johnny's a girl. And a lot of people got really mad about that. So then the Charlie Daniels band actually stepped up and reposted us a bunch and like commented that they loved our cover of it. And so that's how we knew, like, even though some people didn't appreciate what we were doing there, the original band did. And then Allie actually had a very similar experience like that, but like with Metallica and I'll let her say that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so we actually pay homage to the Metallica experience because we play Fade to Black together on tour, which is one of my favorite moments in the show. But I posted a mashup of my five favorite Metallica covers on the internet. And similarly, a commenter came in and said, bagpipes do not belong in Metallica and James Hetfield would hate this. And we were on a Zoom meeting preparing for the tour. And I almost like scoffed at it a little bit. I was just like... I'm going to ignore this. I'm just going to like put this aside and compartmentalize and move on and plan this cool tour. And then I picked it up a few minutes later and Metallica had commented in my defense and they had shut him down and said, Ali, you're awesome. Bagpipes are awesome. Don't listen to this guy. And it actually really, really blew up. I posted the screenshot during that Zoom meeting. And by the time we were off it, like 20 minutes later, it had over a million views, the screenshot. And I was like, okay. That's a little crazy. And so it got picked up by a lot of magazines as well. And it was just such a crazy moment for my instrument to get defended like that. That really is what is so valuable and so impactful for us as artists. Not when the one comment comes through and it's just like, this sounds like garbage. But when the artist that you're covering comes in and they're like, I put my heart and soul into creating this, you're covering it and we support that. Yeah, That is, I think, probably top tier experience. Yeah. And we've been so fortunate that almost every band on our album, like we've either been supported by them publicly or we've just become friends with them through the Internet. And that's just the power of social media is we've been able to connect with these people that inspire us so much. We love their music and it's a great way to kind of um, show our respect for them and our love for them by putting it on the album and getting to play it every night doubling down on that you know i've watched a bunch of y'all's videos and every performance is uniquely its own it's always going to be a little bit different does that 
add even another layer of fulfillment for y'all? Getting a chance to workshop in real time every single night? The musicianship is the most important thing to us. And that really like shows through like both of us have been classically trained from a very young age in music in general. And so, you know, when we're on stage, you know, it's live shows, things happen. Personally, I've like forgotten a bunch of stuff every night and (laughs) we're always able to step in and like be there for each other musically. Someone's mic goes out for a second. The other one jumps in and plays that line. If we get lost in the music, we're able to improvise our way around it. You know, not that we're messing up all the time, but if that happens, we have confidence that we can musically, we can get ourselves out of a tough situation. And it's this really special thing. And like every night it is a different show because we're always, we're also like, we're backbending, we're moving around, we're jumping, we're like interacting with our guitarist and our drummer and the audience. Like it's a really intensely physically demanding show and it's different every night. So it's never boring because it's always like, oh, what fun thing can we do? How far can we push this to make it the best show possible? Yeah, we really play off of the audience energy as well. And we do like talk to the audience and people are shouting and we're like taking things during the show. And it's like really, really fun experience. And then we have some songs where we straight up just do improvised parts every single night Mm -hmm. like Game of Thrones. Um, We have this whole moment where we're kind of like going back and forth and it's early in the show too. So we're just like really getting into it and that stage chemistry that we have and that musical connection that we share, it really gives it a moment to shine because we don't talk about it before. No, but it's a great way to connect with each other early on in the show and like kind of solidify that bond and it carries us through the rest of the show. And I definitely want to mention this, something near and dear to my heart. So proceeds from this show, again, at the Voodoo Lounge, November 10th, we got some proceeds going to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I myself was hospitalized, tried to take my own life in 2017. Really happy that that didn't work out. And so when I see things like this, y'all, you know, not only are we going to see a great show, but it also comes with a payoff that is even bigger than you know. So I appreciate it. And also, can you explain a little bit about how we put all of this together? Thank you for sharing that. You know, that's it's a topic that is very close to our hearts as well. Um, we've lost people. So that's why it was really important to us to donate a lot of our proceeds. For me personally, it's all the proceeds from my cover of Go Go Power Rangers. And I'll explain why in a minute for the month of October and November, because October was Mental Health Awareness Month for Ali. I have these little figurines. They're called emotional support axes. And it kind of started out as something a little silly, but it really got taken in by the community and people were getting them for people who were struggling as just like a little token of strength and support. And so all of those as well, the profits from those are going toward the AFSP. And so that's kind of just our ways of kind of joining together. Yeah. The Power Rangers cover about a year ago, one of the lead actors from the show passed away from suicide. So that's how it started because I was about to release this and I realized it had happened. So I donated the first six months of streaming revenue to the AFSP. And then as a band, we realized we were going to be covering that song and, and we really wanted to do something.
with that cover and with the emotional support acts that's our way of being able to publicly support this organization and, and talk about it during the show because it's such an important topic to both of us so in our instagram bio we've linked some resources and some pages that are important to follow and and of course we're making the donation so it's just a, such an important topic and we want all of our fans to know how much we value them and how much they're loved and that there's resources available if you're struggling and to please reach out yeah, it's immensely important to every single member of our band and our team. And I think when we all really sat down and talked about that and realized we knew that it had to be kind of a, a bigger thing. It's important to us as people that while we're going out and doing something and having success and having fun and sharing a message of positivity and light that we're also reminding people that that exists and, and that they're cared for and that they can make it through. Yeah. Well, I also hope that you both are giving yourselves a little bit of grace. And I've had this conversation with artists and musicians the past over three years now. Wow. You know, so much of that new normal, and I say that in the biggest of air quotes, you know, so much of that was thrust upon folks like you all, our performers and our musicians. And I don't think that you all got the flowers that you deserved. So I'm hoping now that you are and even going to get more and more and more in the future. Thank you so much. We're just so grateful to be able to perform every night and to make music together. It's so rewarding to finally be able to have personal interactions with people after doing it all remotely for so long. We really appreciate you having us on the show and talking to us. Yes, thank you so much. Mia and Allie of Mia X Allie playing a show over at the Voodoo Lounge November 10th. It is lit and live every time at the Voodoo Lounge. And also, we've got VIP options available on the website, correct? Not at the box office, but on the website, right? MiaXAlley.com. What do you say to folks, y'all? I'm sure that you get this on the road. You know, if I'm interested, if I want to take that first step in learning how to play an instrument, maybe it is violin or maybe we are playing the bagpipes. What do you tell folks? How do you make that first step? For me, this is really important. Do your research. Don't buy a bagpipe off of Amazon. It simply will not function. You can get an instrument called a practice chanter and then Google your local bagpipe bands and they can connect you with somebody who's taking on students. Practice chanters are like 50 to 100 bucks. Bagpipes should be over $1,000 if they're going to function. If you're paying anything less than that, it simply will not work. Don't buy it. It's a waste of your money. Duly noted, I will send mine back. <laughs> Violin. Uh, there's a lot of local shops um, that you can go to and they'll have, again, resources for lessons and they'll also be able to give you a much better instrument. But an Amazon violin is decent enough that, you know, you can get by if you're just starting. But similarly, a, a decent violin, your best bet is getting it at a shop. There's also a lot of lessons online. Very fortunately, there's so many violinists out there that, you know, if you're really just trying to dip your toes into the water, just watch some fun YouTube videos just to get started. And then I recommend finding a good teacher. You have a lot of how-to and explanation videos because we're both teachers as well. So all over YouTube, we have that. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, my friends. I got a link to the show for tickets in the show notes, and I will be there on November 10th. I can't wait. Hey, we can't wait to see you. She played Fire in the Mountain and my boys run. Devils in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in a red van picking outdoors.
Morning Show.